Profiles in Cinemania, Mamoru Oshii. Have you ever wondered whether what's real is really real, or if in fact it's really an unreal reality that's really just sort of not? Have you ever contemplated the limits of state power, and the responsibilities of political actors to national and geopolitical concerns? Have you ever abseiled down a skyscraper stark naked and burst into a room full of terrorists with guns blazing? The answer is no, but if you're interested in exploring dense philosophical ideas of mind and identity while giant robots have a fistfight on a busy section of road, you've probably been influenced by Mamoru Oshii. Mamoru Oshii was born in Tokyo, Japan in 1951, during the post-war reconstruction period, when a need for cheaply made, plentiful entertainment gave rise to the manga and anime culture we still know and love today. As a child, he was a gifted artist, influenced by the first generation of giant robot adventures that became a frenzied cultural force in Japan. In the early days of animated film and television, robots were seen as semi-magical beings that could do whatever the plot of the week demanded, with little regard for actual physics or realistic science fiction. However, in the late 70s, this all changed when the epic series Mobile Suit Gundam debuted and introduced the concept of adventurous, thrilling combat as a backdrop to real character growth and studied debate on the consequences of war. When Oshi entered the anime industry as a director and storyboard artist, this revolution was taking place and the mystical do-anything-go-anywhere anime of the past was starting to give way to a more hard-edged and thoughtful attitude. In effect, the medium was starting to grow up. However, this being Japan after all, there was still a lot of room for zany hijinks. Oshi made his name directing the highly successful sexy alien love triangle comedy Urusei Yatsura, based on one of the most popular manga of the time, and he could have continued making happy and romantic fluff, but after the series ended, he was given the opportunity to direct two movies to conclude the story. The first, called Only You, was in the same romantic comedy style the series had been for all this time, but for the second film, Beautiful Dreamers in 1984, he went in a more idiosyncratic direction. The film had time loops, alternate reality and layers of illusion. Fans were a little baffled, but it is now regarded as an immensely influential work which has been compared to later mind-bending films as Dark City and Inception. Having found a unique directorial voice, Oshi started to go his own way. He directed the strangely ethereal Angel's Egg in 1985, cementing a mystique as a unique but oblique director who put only what was necessary on the screen and left immense chasms of doubt and enigma beneath the surface. Remember those old-fashioned giant robot anime from the 70s? Oshi updated things with a jarringly refreshing vision when he released Pat Labor 1 and 2 in 1989 and 1993, which turned fantasy into grimy industrial reality, with robots that seemed so real they could have run off the production line a week ago, and incredibly labyrinthine plots involving international terrorism and the potentially untenable position of Japan as a pacifist nation in an increasingly complex and hostile world. No surprise that in the 60s and 70s he took part in protests against the expansion of military bases in Japan. Fusing hard science fiction with Cold War techno-paranoia at a time when, in the West, kids were just learning how to say cyberpunk, he became an auteur prophet of the coming digital age. If that wasn't enough, in 1995 he directed Ghost in the Shell, 
a film that showed The Matrix how it's done, and was so influential that it was regarded as a pinnacle of hacker noir cinema then and arguably now. However, Mamoru Oshii never wanted to be the cyber priest of a glorious digital dawn. In all of his work there is an intense regard and respect for nature and the world that we are in danger of leaving behind as we transcend the limits of our own bodies. Never forget, he warns us, what we leave behind remembers us well. His characters take the time to look around them and see what we are doing to the world, sometimes with a wistful longing for what once was, sometimes with a baffled yearning for what they don't know how to articulate. Over the course of 20 years, he has worked on the Kerberos Saga, a series of films and shows alongside endless merchandise, even including wine, based around an alternate history of Japan under a fascistic government, where agents trying to keep the peace must make terms with the very people they are instructed to destroy, and endless cycles of betrayal and revenge seem to be inevitable. In this dark vision of the world, the Axis powers won the Second World War, and it is a dark dream indeed. Or perhaps we are the ones living in the dream, and it is only through the visions of Oshi that we see a reality we can never touch. Or perhaps it's reality that's in fact the dream, which is in, in itself, itself a cycle of endlessly repeating, repeating loops, loops moving on and on, through ultimately recycled and recycling loops of endless Profiles in Cinemania is a production of the Cinemania Society, LLC. This episode was written and performed by Andy Slack. Music by Carl Casey at Whitebat Audio.